welcome back. We are happy to have you with us once again. Um, as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and like and tell your friends. Um, thank you for listening to us every week. We love that um, you keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is much appreciated. Yeah. Um, so we are going to kick it off with our practice notes for the week. Uh, Liz, what's yours? So my practice notes for the week have to do with being flexible. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a, well, Anna, you know this, not everyone knows this, but I am a hyper extender, which, so I tend to like, lock my knees and my elbows, which can kind of give you this like false sense of flexibility. And I've spent or can make you feel like you're going deeper in poses when like, you're really uh, exposing yourself to potential injury. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it would be safer and better for your body to like, pull out of the pose a little bit. Um, I sense a metaphor coming. Oh, oh, my whole life. And so, (laughs) so I, you know, I would say that not only am I like physically an overextender, but there are other areas of my life that I am willing to overextend to. Um, and maybe sometimes at the, um, risk of, you know, (laughs) exhaustion. I don't know. So I've just been, it really hit me like I was doing a forward fold the other day in my kitchen. If you know me, you also know this is something I do. So I was doing a wide leg forward fold in my kitchen and I was telling myself to micro bend my knees. And I just had this weird moment where I was like, there is another area in your life where you need to be micro bending. (laughs) Uh, That's good. Yes. So, you know, I, if you've ever taken a class for me, you know that I, will constantly remind you of the micro bend only because I'm reminding myself. And so I would encourage you this week to think of other areas in your life where you need to maybe micro bend. And like, even with a micro bend on the knee, we'll always say like, it might not be enough that anyone would notice that you're doing it. So I'm not going to do any like crazy, drastic, any changes to my life at all. But like, there might be some places that like I could micro bend that would make things better for me. And nobody is no one's going to suffer because of it. (laughs) Like No one else is going to even notice, but like somehow it will benefit me. So I'm just thinking about ways to implement that. I love that. Yeah. Like micro bend is a guide for life. Facts, big ones. (laughs) Uh, Well, mine this week has been breath. So as I'm getting closer to this baby coming, yeah, I feel like I, really have to stay with my breath because it's very tempting to get into when is she going to come? Is it today? Is it in a month? Um, I'm really having to just hold that space of, I don't know. And it's not possible for me to know. I have to just kind of be with what is, which is (laughs) hilariously my least favorite thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then same thing. If I start like, down a negative spiral of like how hard it could be or I start getting too excited like either of those extremes I feel like I lose my breath yeah and so this week is all about just like remembering the deep breath and I always feel better yeah I do it I'm like okay right I can just stay here where I'm not currently in labor so (laughs) I don't really need to 
be putting a lot of time and energy into all the what ifs. Yeah, that's really good. I was. It reminds me of a conversation that I had with a friend the other day, and she's kind of anticipating something that, quite frankly, may or may not happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like you are grieve, gr- like grieving the loss of something that you might not lose. Mm-hmm. And like, don't like, don't live in that space. Like you don't know what's going to happen. So that's, that's like yeah. a good reminder. I do that for sure. That's a good reminder all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many situations that applies to, I think. Totally. Yeah. That's really good. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, well, we are going to move into our main segment. And if you are hanging out with us at all and are participating in the stretch, you know that um, this first part of the stretch, we are talking about breathe. And um, I think we started in part with that theme because I think, you know, whether it's in your practice on the mat or off the mat, breathing is just a really great place to start. (laughs) Yeah. And so whether you're in like a new season of life or you're just showing up to your mat for the first time this day to this day or this week or this month, uh, whatever it may be, like pausing and breathing and just allowing your space to do that and be mindful um, is really the first place to start anything. So we are going to talk a little bit more about breathing. Okay, so in Corner of the Curve, we are talking about what's coming up in the stretch this first time around this year. So first good thing to talk about is what is the stretch? (laughs) So the stretch is a four-month practice cycle that we do three times a year, and this is our third time doing this, or third year doing it. And what I think works really well about it is that it gives us a little structure as a community around our practice and what is built into it is some rest and integration time. Yeah. So three months of content where we're um, sharing things here on the podcast or on emails around our theme. And then of course, if you're a member of the studio, then we have recommended practices and other resources for you. And then the fourth month is a month of rest and integration. So that's something that you're able to work with really in whatever way that you want. You might continue things you were already doing. You might take a break. Um, I really just value not having everything be at a breakneck pace in yeah. what we're offering. Really, hopefully not having anything yeah. that's at a breakneck pace. Uh, I feel like there's so much of that already in life. Yeah. There's too much of that on the Internet. And it's really not something that we need from our yoga practice is a feeling of urgency slash falling behind slash not getting it right. It's just like, I'm a no thank you to all of that. Especially, especially coming from yoga. Yeah. So Liz, you want to talk a little bit about our themes for this year? Yeah. So we're going to have three themes this year. Um, The first one is going to be breathe. And then the second I was going to say module because I'm in like YTT headspace. <laughs> the second one will be move. And then the third one will be release. And so obviously we'll explore those words and what 
those words mean for us and our practice. But, you know, when I kind of like look at that, it feels like a flow to me where you kind of like come to your mat. And obviously this also translates off the mat as well, hopefully, but you know, you come to your mat and you maybe take a minute to breathe, to get grounded, to kind of feel where you are in your body uh, to, you know, we'll tell when we, you know, do videos um, on the studio site, we'll talk about, you know, moving skin out of the way and making sure that you can feel your sit bones on your mat, kind of doing whatever you need to do to kind of take that moment and breathe comfortably. And then after we've been there for a minute, then we begin to integrate movement. And so that's where the move comes in. Um, and what does that look like in your practice? Again, in, in on the mat and off the mat. And then what comes at the end of your practice, hopefully, maybe sometimes even during your practice, um, is release. And so we will talk about what it looks like for you to release things um, in your yoga practice, for your, you know, your body to release things. Um, and then also what that release can look like off the mat as well. Yeah, we really try to choose themes each year that are interrelated and that show up in pretty clear ways, both on and off the map. So last year we did Mind, Body, Spirit. This year we're doing Breathe, Move, Release. And like you were just sharing, there's so many ways to feel that, whether it's in the kind of microcosm of one yoga practice or in the more macro of the entire year. Cause I feel like we are moving through these kinds of cycles in our lives yeah. a lot of the time. Totally. Or it's good to be. <laughs> yeah. I forget the breathe part. Right. part <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, Oh darn. Now I feel terrible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to that. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of the thread of is all of these things benefit from each other. Right. So I love the thread that just kind of moves through them and how really to create like a whole yoga practice or to create a whole whatever in your life, you really need all three of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we thought we would share some examples, uh, digging into breathe a little bit since this is our first um, topic that we're exploring this year. And I'm going to share a breathe example on the yoga mat. So one thing that I've noticed time and time again, mm-hmm. and it's always funny to me how, it's not like I notice something one time and then I'm like, okay, great. Now I know I do that. I'm not going to do it anymore. No, it's never it's like, like yeah. an ingrained pattern that continues to arise, you know, day after year after whatever. <laughs> okay, so yes. For me, what it is, is holding my breath when a yoga pose gets hard. Yeah. Or when I just don't like that pose. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so... If I'm in a class and the teacher's like, oh, let's do this, and I'm like, ugh, you know, eye roll or whatever to myself, um, I notice that I start to hold my breath. Yep. And I usually will notice, I mean, maybe I'm feeling short of breath, or honestly, I feel like I notice it more from muscular tension, just like everything gets kind of tight in my body. Yeah. Uh, And I definitely feel like, my mind gets more like, why are we doing this? And just kind of judgy slash cranky. <laughs> yes. uh, so when that comes up, I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then oftentimes I'm not breathing. Right. And what I notice is that when I take a breath, those things also get a little more space. Yeah. Just like what happens inside my body. So 
I'm not saying it's like a miracle. Those things are totally gone, but they do have less energy behind them, which I think makes sense even on a physiological level yeah. where it's like when you're holding your breath, you are sort of creating this like stoppered situation. Yeah. When you are letting the breath in, that energy can flow. Yeah, I totally get and that. What makes me mad about that, but not really, <laughs> is that oftentimes that pose gets easier. Yes. Because, I'm because you're breathing. Yep. And whether that's like true or a placebo effect, I mean, I don't know, but also I don't really care. No, whatever. It's doing it. Yeah. And that's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> I love the yoga placebo. <laughs> Breathing placebo in yoga. Whatever, it's working. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny. Well, I completely relate to everything you just said. <laughs> um, and I also think another thing that I have noticed, um, I don't I don't know that until yoga I knew that I was a shallow breather. Um or a quick breather. I think part of that for me also comes from being like a fast talker, um, <laughs> things like that, not just taking time to breathe. But I notice on the mat, um, my shallowness of breath and how, when I allow my breath to slow down in a yoga practice and just in that slowing down, allowing it to be deeper, how I personally for myself can find myself able to go deeper in poses. Um, and that in, that could be because I'm paying attention. Um, where if you just like throw yourself in warrior three and you're just there and you're shallow breathing, you're not really paying attention. But I have to be very mindful of breathing deeply because it's not how I live my life. <laughs> and so when I take that time to stop and breathe deeper, I'm literally having to stop and pay attention to my body and what my body's doing. And so, yes, yeah. And slowing me down, paying attention to my body, uh, paying attention to my breath, then allows me to also pay attention to my alignment um, to also pay attention to maybe what I need to feel more comfortable in this pose, all of that. So in that I can, I find myself <clears throat> finding a little bit more ease, maybe going deeper, maybe isn't really the language that I'm meant to use, but more, I find a little bit more, more ease in a pose when I allow myself to stop and pay attention to how I'm breathing on the mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like it can have both of those effects. And what's interesting is kind of what can emerge when you bring in that different breath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the same is true for me when I'm thinking about breathing off of the mat, too. So since I noticed that pattern of holding my breath on the mat, I was like, hmm, I wonder if this happens off the mat. Right. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yeah. All of the time. All the time. So sometimes if I'm feeling, I mean, really a lot of different things. Disconnected, irritable, like everything in the world is against me, which is not how I usually feel. So when that happens, 
um, it's just a sign for me to check in. Yeah. And so one of the things that I do sometimes is just kind of take a moment to check in with like what's going on with my breath. And when I do that, 90% of the time, probably more than that, I am holding my breath. Yeah. Or breathing kind of like you super shallowly. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like if I'm not sure what's going on with my mind or if that's not the right doorway, sometimes the breath is a good doorway for me to yeah. check in and see. And then when I notice I'm holding my breath, then I can kind of start to unspool. Okay, so what else is going on here? Yeah, that, that totally is makes sense. causing me to hold my breath. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think mine off the mat too ties right back in. I think <laughs> one thing that I notice is that if I'm like doing something and someone calls, you should know, by the way, this is a good point to pause and say that I don't really use my phone for calls. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so usually if someone calls, I don't answer, but <laughs> occasionally someone will call and they'll be like, Oh, you sound like you're really busy right now. Or you're like running around and doing stuff. And I'm like, I just walked across the room. Um, so no, I'm fine. But I realized that that, like, that is because I am shallow breathing in my entire life. <laughs> it's not just on, it's not just on the yoga mat. It is off the mat as well. Um, and I think, I mean, I would imagine that that has some kind of like physiological effect on your body. It probably makes you feel more anxious. It probably makes you feel more hurried and more rushed and more, I should probably study it. It probably explains my entire existence. Um, <laughs> but I, it's, I really, I really started paying attention to it when I started practicing yoga and then would notice like, that's why people say that to me when they call and I answer the phone because even other people can tell when you're like, breathing shallow, like when your breath is shallow and when you sound hurried or rushed, even though you're not. And so it has been helpful for me, um, when I'm doing anything to just be able to stop and go like the way that you're breathing is not normal <laughs> and it's probably just not what is best for your overall like wellness and health. Um, and I, without yoga, I don't even know that I would have ever noticed it. Cause it's probably what I've, it's the same as how without yoga, I wouldn't have known that I am a hyper extender. Like I, that's just how I've lived my entire life. So I wouldn't have known that I was, you know, breathing shallowly and the effects that it can just kind of like have on you. Yeah, it kind of illuminates those patterns. Yeah, for sure. We both and everyone have been living basically our whole lives, yeah. if not our entire lives. And so getting that clarity, I think, can be really helpful. And like I said earlier, it's not like, oh, now it's gone. No. I think it's, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of negative thoughts about your body. Yeah. Where I feel like I certainly have way, way, way less, but they're not entirely gone. gone. Yeah. But what different is that when one comes up, I'm like, Oh yeah. What's this? Yeah. And then I get to look into it. It's kind of similar with breath. Yeah. It's just the mindfulness around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for everybody listening, you know, you kind of said Liz, like, maybe I should research this. And I was thinking there are these little personal experiments we all can do. Yeah. Noticing these things. 
And so for people listening, if any of this is resonating or it's bringing up other patterns you might have noticed or been curious about, um, I think those little personal experiments can be really interesting and helpful. Yeah, I think so too. Um, just to maybe take even a few days or a week to observe your own patterns and just see what arises, not for it to become something to be self-critical about. I think really for the opposite, for it to become something to be another kind of avenue for self-awareness and freedom in the sense of, oh, now that I'm aware of this pattern, I have the opportunity to shift it the next time I notice it. Yeah, I love that. That's really good. Okay, so we will be continuing to explore Breathe through round one of the stretch. Awesome, I can't wait. Now we will move into our next segment. So we are back with our Curvy Collab segment, and I am going to share a book with you that I recently discovered via a podcast, I believe, Um, and the book is called Living the Sutras, A Guide to Yoga Wisdom Beyond the Map. So the book is by Kelly DiNardo and Amy Pierce Hayden, and we'll have a link to it in the show notes. Um, But what I really like about this book is that it makes the Yoga Sutras, which are one of the uh, foundational texts of yoga, it's a kind of good way to think about it, um, that drew together the prevailing yoga wisdom at the time. It makes it very concrete, tangible, Mm applicable to modern day life. Yeah. I think that sometimes the sutras can be uh, somewhat esoteric or you're just kind of like, how does this relate to me today? Totally. Uh, as somebody who, you know, has a householder life, which is kind of how that's talked about in yoga, which just means you're living your life. Young yeah. <laughs> people, you haven't drawn away as an aesthetic into, you know, a cave or whatever. <laughs> um, so... I really like this book, and then I shared it with Liz, and Liz really liked the book, and is going to use it in teacher training. I love it. I really loved it. It felt so. Oh, I mean, even I had some like, oh, I finally get this. I've only been thinking about it for eight years, and like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So I think some of you listening might be really interested in this book, um, and I hope that you will check it out. Yeah, it's really great. I really love it. All right, next up is our gratitude. Um, I am thankful this week for people's willingness to just be vulnerable. Have you ever just met someone and they are just open with their experiences? I had a conversation with like, not someone, she's not a close friend. She's more than an acquaintance, but we we don't see each other very often. And we had like a really open and honest dialogue about some stuff that we both went through growing up. And I just walked away and was like, that's a big deal for someone to be able to just be transparent and vulnerable like that. And I think it can be helpful in helping others feel like, oh, it's okay for me to talk about these things. Um, And I think we can just Mm. learn so much more about each other's stories and how we're processing and healing and all of that stuff. So if you're someone that's like, willing to be vulnerable and talk about things like shout out to you. (laughs) It's so great. It's really, it's having that conversation was really helpful and she kind of kicked it off and then, you know, we just went back and forth, but um, I just really, I appreciated that. Yeah. It's such a gift when you have those connections. Totally. Yep. 
Okay, so my gratitude is all of you and you, Liz, oh. um, for being there, being so supportive for my upcoming maternity leave. Yes. So this is my last podcast where I'll be jumping in on the um, beginning and intro segments for a while. We have pre-recorded a lot of things, so you'll still be hearing from me, yeah. <laughs> um, but it will have been before the baby came. Um, we've been working really hard for sure to prepare for this, but I also feel like the reason it's possible, like a hundred percent is because you have joined on Liz, um, before you did, I'd been thinking, okay, there's, you know, a bunch of things I can do to kind of let everything ride and not fall apart while I'm on maternity leave, <laughs> um, which is good, you know, in and of itself. Yeah have a business that could do that but having you on board just feels like oh my gosh not only can it not not fall apart it can continue to grow and thrive but I love it in interesting in new ways and I think one thing I'm grateful for which I feel like I've learned from both yoga and body acceptance is letting things grow and evolve is kind of part of their natural path mm. and I feel like Things have, you know, things are so different, of course, in my yoga life and my body acceptance life. And I'm not even talking about pregnancy necessarily, but just over time. Yeah. And I think the same thing is true with curvy yoga. It was already naturally, I think, at a point of being ready to grow and change in different ways, but that wasn't clear how that was going to happen. Yeah. And this convergence of getting pregnant and then you coming on. And that, that in and of itself was a wonderful confluence of random things neither of us was expecting. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> um, it just, I just feel really grateful for you for being open to that. And for, I'm so interested and excited about all the things that may happen um, without me needing to be there. Oh, and that. not in the sense of like, oh, I'm so glad I get to not be there. <laughs> good to be like there's all these amazing people there's you and then all of our teachers and our students who are invested in this community and bringing their own flavor to it and that's just amazing so thank you oh i'm excited too thank you (laughs) okay so we're going to wrap up here with one breath together we'll inhale and exhale the light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.